We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, CBTPFL. It is Thursday. It's September 15th. It's 2022. We have five baseball games to talk about here on today's podcast. We have time to talk about the Thursday night football game between the Chargers and the Chiefs as well. Joined today, fresh off of a Chicago Live final, Christy Metzger, Creighton 12. What's happening, Christy? Hey, good to be here, Stevie. Yeah, great to be back from the final, live final in Chicago. And boy, it doesn't get much better than this. Football starting, still have some great baseball going on. Um, so yeah, great to be here with you tonight. Yeah, I mean, baseball was rough Wednesday, so um, ready to get back on it. It got oh. crushed by got crushed by Peterson in DFS, and yeah, just ready to. Yeah, jump on, jump on a, jump on a different <laughs> slate. Uh, I mean, that's that's the easiest way to put it. So, um, couldn't agree yeah, def- more. Yeah, definitely ready <laughs> to, to talk about this one. So, like I said, we have a five gamer. Maybe we'll talk some Thursday night football as well. And um, let's get into it. We get started with 
Pittsburgh at New York facing the Mets. This game has a seven and a half total. The Mets are a 250 favorite. JT Brubaker going up against Carlos Carrasco. Any interest here in JT Brubaker? Um, I really don't. Um, you know, the the pitching um slate is a little bit challenging today for sure. We don't have a ton of um ton of studs on on the play for tomorrow, but uh I don't really have a ton of interest in Brubacher. I mean, the Mets have certainly been able to put up some points and probably have some more interest in the bats than I do against him tomorrow. Yeah, I, they just don't strike out against right-handed pitching in general. So, right. I mean, you could play left-handed pitchers against the Mets as much as you want, but they just, I mean, they just don't strike out against um, right-handed pitching. So I'm going to pass on Brubaker here. I mean, Carrasco, I think he's in a great spot getting yeah. Pittsburgh in city field, ton of strikeouts throughout this whole lineup. He's 9,400. He's kind of pricey. The pitch count worries me. You know, he he did see a 20-pitch increase from Washington to his Miami start after missing almost a month. I'm assuming we see closer to, like, 85 in this spot. Um, And I think 85 pitches is enough for me to have interest in Carrasco on this slate. Yeah, I agree. I think he is – he's certainly in the mix um, for options. Like you said, Pittsburgh strikes out a lot. You know, they strike out the second most, I mean, at 25.5%, so as a team. So, yeah, I definitely think um, he's someone we want to consider for pitching tomorrow. Looking at the bats here on the Pittsburgh side, not a ton of interest. I mean, they still have a ton of power. Uh, Reynolds is 5K. O'Neill Cruz is 4,700. Those would be the two guys I like, but I don't see myself paying that price for them. Yeah, I agree. I know they did put up some points today, but yeah, they're just, you know, for, for just a five-game slate too, there's there's a few other stacks that I definitely have more interest in. So yeah, for me, I'm just, I'm looking to to stay away from the Pittsburgh Bats. Now, looking at the Mets, Brubaker has struggled with left-handed hitters throughout the season, so I don't mind looking at like a Lindor and Nimmo if you want to throw in Pete Alonso into like a little three-man stack. This game's in City Field. The Mets are kind of expensive, so I think if you want to go elsewhere, the other thing is, I mean, it's a five-game slate, so you have to know your slate size here. Um, so what are your thoughts on the Mets' bats? Yeah, same. Those those are the guys that I'm really looking at too. Are really Lindor and and Brandon Nimmo, um, Pete Alonso. You always have to have interest in him. Vogelbach is, you know, he's not exactly a value, but you could throw him in there as well. But uh, yeah, mostly looking at the top three with Alonso, Lindor, and and Nimmo. All right, cruising along here, Oakland at Houston. It sounds like it's going to be Caprillion. It, I mean, he is somewhat questionable for this start um we'll see um i mean he didn't pitch last friday i think it was like a cut or something on his hand lance mccaller is pitching here for houston seven and a half total in this game the astros a 350 favorites um any interest here in caprillion no not at all i mean i think houston makes definitely one of the better stacks on the slate you know uh brilliant just doesn't strike anyone out he has a high walk rate um yeah so so no interest in no interest in him at all and definitely some of those houston bats are going to look really attractive 
Yeah, we'll talk about those bats here in a second. Good spot against Caprillion. Lance McCullers, 9,700. I mean, finally looked good in his last start. This is a dude that I have picked on a lot since coming back. And finally, just the walks were down. His command was good through 105 pitches. By default, matchup and everything else, small slate. I think we're looking at McCullers being the top pitcher on the slate. And I think a lot of people on this slate just say, I'm going to get different with my bats and play Carrasco and McCullers. I mean, because that's definitely what I'm looking at. I, I couldn't agree more. They're the top two plays for sure. I like McCullers the best. You know, gets a nice matchup um, against Oakland. Um, yeah, it's super encouraging to see him get to 105 uh, pitches last time out. Um, you know, decent K rate, you know, definitely grades out as one of the top pitching plays for sure. So like you said, McCullers and Carrasco are going to look pretty attractive on the pitching side and just get some, get, get different with some of the bats. Yeah, I, just for me, I don't have any interest in Oakland bats. Is there anything here against McCullers that you like? No, there isn't. Um, you know, we'll get to them. There, There's a couple of, um, I think, maybe lower on stacks that we'll get to here shortly. But, yeah, really no interest um, in Oakland. And I think I'll be pretty overweight on McCullers. Yeah, I, I think no interest for me in Oakland. And, I mean, I, I agree with you on Houston. As far as the bats here, um, they're expensive. We don't have a ton of value on this slate. We have a couple teams that we'll talk about that offer some value. But I want like Mancini to be in the lineup here. Caprillion has you know, kind of been reverse splits when it comes to power. Like Bregman, Guriel, Altuve, Pena. Don't get me wrong. If Jordan Alvarez is back, um, it sounded like it was just maintenance. Him and Tucker are in a fantastic spot as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you're likely going to end up with like two, maybe three of these expensive Houston bats and have to take some of the value bats to make the stack work if you were going to want to pay up at pitching. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like you said, it'd be really great if Mancini cracks the lineup at just, you know, 3,900 would make a great value play. But yeah, I mean, Tucker, obviously great play. Alvarez, great play. Um, and then you throw in Altuve, Bregman, um, Pena, um, some of those guys, they're going to look really, really attractive. So, but yeah, Mancini possibly for some, some value. And um, I guess I didn't even see what Guriel, Guriel too, you could use him as uh, if you needed to for some value as well. All right. We got Kansas city at Minnesota Lynch against Bundy in this one. Eight and a half total. The Twins are a 175 favorite. Any interest here in Daniel Lynch? Um, Not a lot, although, I mean, I, I could see how, you know, someone might want to use him for value because he is just sitting there at, you know, 6,700. But, you know, I think for me, the preferred method is going to be to get to McCullers and Carrasco. So don't necessarily think you have to go down there. Um, but don't hate the play, but I also have interest on the other side too, in some of the Minnesota bats too, that I think could be some really good plays as well. Yeah. I think Minnesota is going to be one of those teams that we're going to be looking at for value on this slate. So no interest for me in Lynch. And honestly, I'm going to be looking at Kansas city as some value here against Dylan Bundy as well. I think uh, if you're playing 150 teams today, God bless you. One and two, 
you could make an argument for taking some shots on Dylan Bundy because we don't have a lot of pitching options and Minnesota or Kansas city definitely has some strikeouts in the lineup, but I think Kansas city definitely going to be looking at some of these bats. Do you have any thoughts here on Dylan Bundy? Yeah, I don't have any interest. I actually don't have any interest in Dylan Bundy. I actually like Kansas city Royals as a sneaky stack. Um, Probably one of my favorite sneaky stacks on the slate and you know, obviously you're going to have to pay up. I mean, Salvador Perez, I love the upside that he has. He's expensive, um, you know, at 5,100, um, but he could easily hit two home runs. You know, Bobby Witt, I think he's a fantastic play. Um, he's priced up there. But then you got some other guys, too, that you can, you know, look for some value. Um, Blendez, you know, it, Prado, um, some of those guys in the lineup that – um, might be in there. They're they're priced reasonably um, to afford you to get some good pitching in there, um, along with a top tier stack too. So I I agree with you. I think Kansas City brings um, is kind of a unique uh, sneaky stack. Yeah, I mean Taylor's twenty six, um, O'Hearn is two K, and Vinny is twenty two hundred. Like three bats. Yeah. Like three bats that you could put with Witt and Perez. Um, those guys are going to hit four, five, six, and they're all super cheap. So, yep. I mean, Dylan Bunny is not a huge strikeout guy to either side of the plate. So, I think this is definitely one of those spots where you're looking at Kansas City to save some money. And I think you know, the, even the the flip side of this game, looking at like these Minnesota bats, like exactly, they're cheap too. Uh, Christy, talk to me here about these Minnesota hitters. Yeah, absolutely. Like one of the favorite, one of my favorite plays, I mean, you've got Jose Miranda sitting there at 3,300. I mean, he's got huge upside, um, just a great value. You know, I like him. I like Correa. Um, I mean, you can even throw Gary Sanchez in there, um, Ursula, but I mean, they're, you know, you've got some cheap bats in that Minnesota lineup that I think are really great, great values, but Jose Miranda is probably one of my favorite values there on the slate. Yeah, I mean, Carlos Correa is one of the hottest hitters in baseball. He's one of the top hitters on this entire slate. So love this spot for Correa against the lefty. Uh, I mean, his numbers over the last month have just been insane. So love the Miranda call at 3.3K. You can save some money with Sanchez at 3,100. So going to be looking at Minnesota and Kansas City to save some money to get those two pitchers that I was talking about. Yeah, All right, I so- love that. Cincinnati at St. Louis, eight and a half total in this one. Uh, the Cardinals are a 275 favorite. Anderson, yes, that's Chase Anderson, going up against <laughs> Miles Mikolas. We're not playing Chase Anderson. I, I'm not even going to let you. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> friends not, not don't let all. friends play Chase Anderson. That is exactly right. That is exactly right. Um. Yeah, I think the Cardinals, you know, obviously make an interesting stack too. Cardinals are obviously better against left-handed pitching, but against Chase Anderson, there's there's the the Cardinals are definitely going to make a great stack. I mean, they've got some power with Arenado, Goldschmidt, and then you throw some of those lefties in there. I know like Newt Barr, he had a home run tonight. You've got him, Edmund, Donovan. You've got some lefties in there that can do some damage too. So yeah, definitely no Anderson and interest in the card side of it. My my question though, Miles Mikolas is nine K. I don't think he gets the ownership as the other two guys in this price range. He's not a huge strikeout guy. Cincinnati, their lineup is not great. They don't walk a lot. They have some strikeouts in it. They've added some power here with some of the call ups. Uh, do you have any interest in Miles Mikolas? 
I do a little bit. I do think he is, you know, he, he could make a contrarian, you know, to get away from some of the McCullers and Carrasco chalk, you know, you could pivot to Miklas and put him in your pitching pool too. You know, he does get by with some decent control and, and ground balls. So I don't think he's the worst play in the world. Um, certainly prefer McCullers and Carrasco, but I don't, I don't hate putting Miklos in, in your pitching pool for sure. By default on this slate, I think he's in play. Uh, this right? slate just not great it's overall. Not much. Yeah, there's yeah. just not much. And like, it's not like you're going out of your way to play Cincinnati bats against Miles Mikolas here. I mean, Fraley, Frittle, um, I mean, those guys you could take some shots on. It's just like Miles Mikolas is not a bad pitcher. He's good at generating soft contact and not getting blown up. So it's really hard to have interest in the Reds here. And Fraley's banged up too. I don't even know if he'll be in the lineup. Um, That's a good point. Was it Tuesday? He got hit in the head on Tuesday um, and then didn't play on Wednesday. So he might not even be in the lineup today. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so their their lineup is a lot weaker too without him in it, and yeah, I think I yeah. think you got to consider him. <laughs> their lineup's <laughs> just not good. <laughs> we'll just, it's just not good. I, I know you kind of you kind of touched on the bats that you like here for St. Louis already. I mean, oh. it, it's just a fantastic spot overall for them. Oh, it is. Like Anderson's not good. He's back up in the bigs just because they need an arm here. They're not playing for anything. But, like, outside of Anderson, Cincinnati is a bottom three bullpen. Um, So, not only are you getting a bad starting pitcher, you're getting a terrible bullpen. St. Louis is still in a position where, I mean, they need to win every game. Um, I mean, it's looking good that they're going to win the Central. They're not going to likely be a two seed. But, I mean, that you you still want to win every game when you're only seven or eight games up here down the stretch. So, until they clinch that NL Central... I think you can keep playing the Cardinals without worry. Um, and this is a fantastic spot for them today. You know, we talked about Houston. St. Louis is right up there as one of the top stacks on the slate. Exactly. Yep. They're, yeah, they're probably the two top stacks on the slate for sure. And, you know, Goldschmidt has been so hot too, and he's certainly priced up there, but, you know, a lot, lot of great home ups, home run upside with Goldschmidt and Arenado. Leading Come the on, triple, triple crown. Someone sitting on some one of one Goldschmidt cards. Um, come on, Triple Crown. <laughs> San Diego at Arizona is where we finish it off here. No total in this game yet. It sounds like it's going to be Sean Mania going up against Dre Jameson. Uh, any interest here in Sean Mania? No, I really don't. You know, I actually just saw him pitch. I was down at a Kansas City game. Um, a couple weeks ago and saw him pitch and he really struggled. I mean, he gave up a ton of hits against Kansas city and um, I, you know, there's enough righties that uh, Arizona can throw out in that lineup that I just, I just don't have the interest in him. Does he have some upside? Sure. Do I think I play him today? Probably not. He really has not pitched well um, lately. (laughs) Yeah, he, he's just been really off. So I, I think overall, I don't have a ton of interest in Manaya. Dre Jamison on the other side of this game, electric fastball, above average slider. I mean, this guy wasn't supposed to get up this year. Um, this is a guy that he's going to be a little early. They're not playing for anything. 
single A, double A, strikeout numbers through the roof. Big time strikeout stuff. We have seen, though, with his triple A starts this year, he's had 21 triple A starts this year. Strikeout numbers have come down around 21%. He is a ground ball pitcher. He still has struggled with home runs in triple A. I'll be watching this. I don't know if I'll watch it live because of the football game and the podcast because this game is a late game, but there's a good chance that I go back and I watch this game just because this guy is a top 100 prospect. He's fifth or fourth or fifth in the Arizona organization in general. Um, I don't think I can do it against San Diego. I've done crazier things though for 4k <laughs> pitchers. Uh, I will say that he's, he's stretched out. This is a guy that's been starting. Um, I'm actually kind of shocked they called him, to be honest. So um, we'll see. But what are your thoughts here on Dre Jameson? Yeah, I don't think I'll get to him on this particular slate. Like you said, we've probably done crazier things. And at 4K, you know, you could probably take a shot on him. But, um, you know, I think there's enough value um, with some different bats and things like that that I don't necessarily think you have to go there. And so I, I do think the Padres project really well. Um, and I certainly have interest more so in the Padres stack than I do against taking a shot on, on Jameson. Yeah. So here's the thing, right? Like he has like his two pitches are fastball slider. That's just two good pitches. And like San Diego hitters profile really well against those two pitches. So where, like, if this was a matchup where, oh man, this team really struggles with sliders and he could just rely on striking out hitters with the slider, I would probably have a little bit more interest, but they just don't. I mean, they're not a, a team that struggles against sliders. So, you know, we saw Nelson get called up. We saw Henry get called up. Arizona just giving some of these young guys, um, you know, some evaluation, really. Um, and, I mean, if he goes out and he pitches well here, it, it's definitely good for his future because, um, I mean, this team is a really tough team to beat in general. Let's talk about these San Diego bats. Um, like I said, they profile really well against fastballs and sliders. Soto, Machado, Bell, Cronenworth, Profar, all these guys. What are your thoughts here on the Padres? Yeah, I, I do like the Padres a lot. I think they're right up there with St. Louis and Houston um, as some of my favorite stacks. And then, you know, Kansas City and Minnesota are probably a couple of my favorite value stacks. But for the Padres, um, I have to think Soto and Machado, you know, are a couple of the two best bats on the slate. Um, and then I also think Cronenworth is absolutely great. He's just 3,800. Um, I think he just makes an awesome value play today. Um, but you throw bell and profile in there too. Um, I just think, you know, the, the whole stack is certainly in play and I think they got to be one of the top options for sure. Any interest in the Arizona side here against Manaya? You know, I could see they're, they're down there a bit for me. Um, you know, I think if Manaya isn't on, I think Arizona could certainly, you know, put up some points. And so I certainly don't mind the Arizona stack. Um, you know, you got Christian Walker, Carson Kelly, um, pretty inexpensive. So you got him in there. Um, and they certainly have some other right-handed bats, Stone Garrett, Jordan Luplow, some of those guys that they can throw in there too. So I certainly don't mind it. It's probably not my favorite one, but um, certainly don't mind it either. Yeah, I mean, it's nice that Leplo's back up with the big league club um, because we can kind of rely on his value. I, right. I think this is a a team that if they just go overlooked, they're a really interesting stack because you mentioned it, you know, Walker, Marte, um, Leplo, Kelly. They have plenty of power 
against left-handed pitching. So if they're overlooked today, they're cheap. And I just don't think a lot of people will be on them. Uh, you could play Emmanuel Rivera. He has power against yeah, left-handed pitching. Exactly. So if Arizona is just one of those teams that are overlooked, I mean, they're definitely a secondary or a full stack that you could play just to be different on this slate. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I completely agree, Stevie. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll uh, talk football for a few minutes. Uh, under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who's a cheap pitcher that you can think can get some strikeouts today? Let's see. I think I'm going to go with, you know, there's just not a lot of great options. I think I will go Um, – I'm actually going to go with Daniel Lynch. I mean, as much as I like Minnesota, too, he can get some strikeouts as well. Yeah, I mean, we're both on that game, and I'm going to go Dylan Bundy because I think those are the two guys that could get some strikeouts on the slate. Yeah. Um, my third would probably be Jamison because I just don't see yeah. a lot of these guys getting there. We're going to skip the over 8K to score under 15. I think we're in agreement that I think all three of these pitchers get over 15 today. Uh, yes. Give me a hitter over 4K to hit a home run today. Over 4K to hit a home run. I am going to go with... Let's see here. I am going to go. I'm actually going to go um, Salvador Perez. All right. I'm going to go Carlos Correa to go yard today. Under 4K to get two hits. What's a cheap bat that you like to get two hits today? Yeah, there, there's quite a few that I really like. Um but I'm actually going to go Jake Cronenworth at 3,800. I really like him. I like that. I'm going to go Jose Miranda at 3,300. That was my other guy. Yeah. <laughs> I like give it. Me a, give me a stack to score six or more runs today. I am going to go. Let's see here. For a short, for a for a small game slate, there's actually quite a few that I like, but I am going to go with the Cardinals. I like it. Um, I mean, we talked about Kansas City, Minnesota, Houston, St. Louis, but I'm going to go Arizona as a sneaky stack against Sean Mania. I think they're going to be low owned. They set up yeah. really well in this spot, so I'll go Arizona. I think that game, depending on like what the total comes out in that game, if it comes out at like eight, eight and a half, I like the over. I think that game is going to get some runs today. Uh, let's talk Thursday night football. Um, Thursday yeah. night football, fantastic game. Um, oh. for Thursday night football, I wish this game was on Sunday. I, I really do. You I do. Just, oh, I do too. <laughs> just, I wish it wasn't a, a shortened week game for either of these teams. But we have a fifty-four total. Kansas City is a four-point favorite at home here against the Chargers. We'll do it true morning grind style and talk each team first, and then. Maybe give some general strat strategy talk. Uh, talk to me here about the LA Chargers. What do you like here for them in this game? Yeah, so for the Chargers, obviously, kind of the big news here is you know with with Keenan Allen getting hurt. So you know you've got Joshua Palmer coming into the game, getting a opportunity to be in a full time role here. Um, I think that he's going to be an interesting play. I, I I've been very interested in in him even before Keenan got hurt. So. I like him a lot. Um, obviously, Justin Herbert, you know, is just a fantastic uh, quarterback play. Um, Austin Eckler, um, 
you know, he didn't, he disappointed a little bit last week compared to what we were expecting, but um, you know, he still has a really great skill set and should be, you know, should be getting a lot of points in there, especially with Keenan, Keenan Allen out. So I think those, those guys are obviously um, some great targets. And then you throw in Mike Williams, you know, he's going to get the opportunity to be the number one guy um, in the offense. And so I think there's quite a few, quite a few plays on the Chargers side that are, that are looking pretty good. Yeah. I mean, Everett's in a good spot here um, with Allen out. He's cheap. A lot of people, like you said, are going to go Palmer, but I mean, Gerald Everett is a big target. He's a red zone target already caught a touchdown earlier um, in week one. So he's interesting. And then I don't want to forget about like Deandre Carter in this game either, just because, Palmer is going to be the other starter on the opposite side of Williams. Doesn't mean that Carter is not going to get some run here. Um, and I mean, people are just going to kind of lock in on, on Josh Palmer. So like Carter, like Everett, obviously Eckler uh, is a fantastic option. Herbert is a fantastic option. Probably not a week. I'm playing defenses in showdown um, on either side of this game. I think this game is going to be high scoring. It's the highest projected total of this, of the weekend um at 54 so looking at the kansas city chiefs here um what do you like here for the chiefs yeah there's so much to like on the Chiefs side and you know even thinking back to week one they were i just i ended up having a lot of chiefs in my lineup obviously patrick mahomes um is doing just fantastic and you know people kind of wondered what is this offense going to look like without tyreek but they just have so many weapons kelsey um hasn't missed a beat um you know, he had a 23.7% target share, um, two red zone targets. So, I mean, he's just picking up right where he left off. So obviously love him. You know, the running back side last week, I was really high on Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Um, he had two quick touchdowns. I think he would have had even more points, um, but they really didn't need to utilize him in the last quarter. Um, he and Jared McKinnon um, both ended up being very nice plays. I think there's certainly room for both of them in the offense. Um, so certainly like uh, both of those running backs. Um, and then, you know, looking at the wide receiver side too, I think um, obviously Juju and Marquez Veldes-Scantling and McCole Hardman, I think on any given week, any of those guys, you know, can certainly have big games. Hardman's more of the big play upside type of guy. Um, he did have six week one targets. Um so I think, you know, for tournaments, you know, he's kind of more of a GPP play. Um, but for some of the top plays, you know, for me, you know, Mahomes, Kelsey, and then kind of Clyde Edwards, Hilaire and Jarek McKinnon are probably some big targets for me. Yeah, I mean, so Juju, I wrote this up on scores and odds today is one of my favorite receiving props of the of the weekend um, week game, whatever you want to like on prize picks. I did Juju over. Um, his receiving yards and Eckler over his rushing yards as a two-pick like power play. Um, I like that a lot. So Kansas City has struggled against the run for years, and Eckler was at 52.5 rushing yards, and Juju was at 58.5. If that's still there, that's definitely a two-pick power play that I ran um, on prize picks. So Juju, uh, he ran 60% of his routes from the slot. If he's going to continue to do that, he's going to continue to get targets. I don't think it was a fluke. He was one of my favorite week one plays. Um, I mean, I'm going right back to the well on him. He had a fantastic game and just didn't score a touchdown and had, you know, two fumbles, yeah. lost one of them. 
Um, that's a little rust. Like this is a dude that didn't play preseason, had a lot of injuries last year. Um, so definitely like Juju. I, I like Hardman. Hardman's the guy that is just really interesting here because just continues to be a red zone threat for Pat Mahomes. Um, he ran enough routes. He played enough snaps to be playable here at his price tag. So what's fun about this showdown slate in general is like Jarrett McKinnon offers some value. You get Carter, you get Everett, you get Palmer, you get Hardman. There's so much value that you can go Captain Kelsey, Captain Mahomes, Captain Herbert, however you want to approach this slate. There, This is going to be one of those slates where I don't think we see like a tie at the top because there's just so many different ways to approach it. So it's a fun, really fun showdown game. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Like you said, it's, it it really is disappointing. This isn't on the Sunday slate because it's just a just a game full of just fantasy goodness and so many great plays. Like you said, you can get different with you know with the running backs being cheap. Jarek McKinnon, um, and I agree with you on Nicole Hardman. I mean, there's just a lot to like there. He gets those red red zone um, targets, and you know he's you know he's been compared to Tyreek Hill. I mean, he certainly has upside and could easily, you know, be one of those guys you need to have in your lineups at the end of the day too. So yeah, it's, it's going to be a great trust there, play. right? Like yeah. with Mahomes, with Hardman, yeah. there's yeah. just trust. Yep. Like he's going to get that eventually with like MVS and Juju, but there's just trust there with Hardman. And I mean, Kelsey is still the number one receiver. We talk about it with Kyle Pitts all the time and like, yeah, Kyle Pitts is a wide receiver one. So is Travis Kelsey. Like Juju is wide receiver too. Like Travis Kelsey, you can play him in the captain here because he's someone that's going to get eight to 12 targets. If this game stays close, it wouldn't shock me if Kelsey has 15 targets. The Chargers were the worst team in the NFL against tight ends last year. So, I mean, it's just a fantastic game. Yeah, it is. It's going to be a great one. And like you said, I think there's going to be a lot of ways to to get a little different. So for a showdown slate, um, yeah, it's going to be a good one. All right. That is going to wrap it up here for Thursday. The Morning Grind NFL podcast will come out today as well, Thursday. So if you want to hear me and Keith's thoughts on the main slate, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on whatever platform you listen to. Um, we'll be back tomorrow with the Morning Grind on Friday talking more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We will see you then.